This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You've uh, written, you, 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 the purpose of your life, your website, your books, is about the American version of the Judeo-Christian ethos. As you look back over 2021, is that American ethos what has really built this country? Has that been on, on, on full display among the leadership of our, our nation. I mean, th th we started the show today kind of showing the chaos, and we're going to show more of it today. But what is your, what's, your, what's your assessment as you look back over 2021 of where we stand as a country? Unfortunately, many of our leaders don't even know what this Judeo-Christian ethos is. They think it has to do with going to, to church. The Judeo-Christian ethos has to do with a set of principles that are illustrated in the Bible, and they have a divine imprint, but they have to do with the essential need for liberty and local control where the people determine the destiny, not a king. You've, I want to start this uh, bringing back one of um, the audience's favorite people and one of uh, my favorite people, uh, Rabbi Sparrow. Rabbi, to start this off, as we start to um, come to the conclusion of really this historic year of 2021, uh, could you lead us in a, uh, in a prayer, sir? Yes. <clears throat> Almighty God, we know that you have your own timetable, and for you, a thousand years is but a blink of an eye. We humans, however, have segmented our life into days, months, and years. As this year sets and a new year dawns, we take stock of the old before embarking on the new. Rabbi Sparrow, could you, you lead us in prayer to start off the uh, March for Life today in the nation's capital, sir? Yes. Master of the universe, our land is filled with chaos, and darkness is hovering over its faith. Over its face, it is both a physical and spiritual darkness. Okay, I want to bring in one of my favorite uh, individuals, Rabbi Sparrow. Rabbi, uh, really appreciate you uh, doing this uh, to, uh, to wrap up uh, this special on transhumanism. You've given us so much wisdom in, in the past in the book, Pushback, and you talked about the unique American ethos of the Judeo-Christian West. I know that the, all the science and technology, and we're, we've tried not to be conspir conspiracy wingnuts, but just talk about the technology and the convergence point. Can you give us, share with us your thoughts, your ideas about this whole concept of transhumanism? What could, what could actually be beyond Homo sapiens? 
You know, first in terms of the Judeo-Christian ethos, one of the very important guiding principles of the Judeo-Christian ethos is humility before God. God is the one who is the master of our universe. And we have to put a ceiling on our hubris. It's important for people to be self-confident. God wants us to be strong, self-confident, creative people. But there has to be a humility before God, and there has to be a ceiling to man's hubris, thinking it's more than just arrogance, but thinking that he is the master of the universe. He's not. Let us take back our churches and synagogues, reign foremost in our own families, bring holiness to our homes. Assuredly, we will then be blessed with light in our dwellings, and our nation's flirtation with darkness will be but a temporary nightmare, an interlude in the ongoing saga of America as a shining city on a hill, blessed and favored by God Almighty. Amen and amen. Uh, knowledge, wisdom, discernment. That's Rabbi Sparrow, one of our uh, our contributors, and uh, really a, a unique individual. Uh, dedicated his life to this uh, development of this idea of the ethos of the American version of the Judeo-Christian West spirit. Uh, his book Pushback is kind of a foundational text for the MAGA movement. He passed away over the weekend after a long struggle with cancer. It's one of the reasons he had been on the show recently. Uh, but throughout the day, we'll be playing clips from Rabbi Sparrow because uh, he was here in some of the darkest days of 20 and 21 and everything that went on. Just an incredible, incredible individual and really uh, had a deep understanding of the Judeo-Christian West and particularly the United States role in that as the uh, New Jerusalem. Uh, a lot going on today. We're going to go from uh, the battlefields of Ukraine to Tyler, Texas, to Rome, uh, to Atta, Montana. To the halls of power in Congress, there's a lot going on as we kick off uh, this week, an incredibly busy week. The House is out. The Senate's House, it's 26th June, year of our Lord, 2023. But from impeachment to a uh, what exactly is going on in Mother Russia to all of it, uh, we're going to unravel it all today and unpack it for you. Let's start with Jack Posobiec. First off, Jack, I think our coverage on uh, on Saturday morning was, was not too shabby. It, 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 the whole... Uh, misdirection play, maybe, about what was going on. I actually think we're in a new era of war, out front warlordism in uh, in Russia. Give me your give me your assessment after monitoring this over the weekend. Well, Steve, you know, I, I remember I turned to Tanya Tay and I said, "Look, I got to hop on War Room this morning. We're going to get in the in the booth because there's a there's a coup attempt. There's this rebel who's uh, this mercenary, and as as Machiavelli said, uh, the rebel." Or the mercenary has no fear toward God nor fidelity toward man. And I said, this guy is cruising for a complete suicide if he goes for this. But, Steve, you had people all weekend on Fox News, on CNN. Peter Zeehan is up there saying it's all over. Russia's falling apart. Uh, This is the end of everything. They're all going to be done for. Um, My buddy Malcolm Nance throwing down saying, oh, they're going to be Wagner is going to pop up and they're going to be executing officers. They're going to make a run in and they're going to start joining the Ukrainian military and Ukraine's going to march on Russia. None of it happened. 
None of it happened. We were one of the only people who set up here on this show Saturday morning that what's going to end up happening is either this guy is going to get blown out of the sky by trying to lead a march on Moscow or uh, obviously he's going to get some kind of deal. That's what we're seeing now. Prigozhin essentially being sent into exile in Belarus. The question, of course, uh, whether or not he'll be taking any of his fighters with him. We're not sure. Um, how many are going to go with? We don't even know the exact numbers. I've seen as many as 1,000, potentially some people even saying 4,000 fighters that were joining Prigozhin on this. But what's interesting is it doesn't appear that any of the officers of the Wagner Group actually came out in support of Prigozhin. This was more rank and file, possibly some of these, as we've heard, the convicts and prisoners that were joining Wagner for their push in Bakhmut, which was ultimately successful. And so... Uh, the question, of course, becomes going forward, will Prigozhin be allowed to live? Is he going to be working with Lukashenko in Belarus? Will he perhaps be uh, training uh, troops or is this going to be more of a house arrest kind of situation? That remains to be seen, though I would also point out that throughout this affair, the Prigozhin affair, as, uh, as many people are calling it now, that it doesn't appear that Russia stopped any of its strikes on Ukraine, any of its strikes on Kiev, any of its strikes on Odessa, and more to the point, the government and the military of Ukraine did not take that 24-hour period where they essentially had an open goal. They didn't take any shots on goal. They didn't make any move while they had that open goal on Russia during that time period where they really could have made some strategic advances. And Sergei Lavrov was giving an interview earlier today where he pointed out that Macron was urging them to, and yet they still uh, declined to make any move, which would, but, but, by the but, way, uh, uh, speak to but, their but, capabilities but, or lack thereof. Yeah, but by the way, the generals over in the Ukrainian army are also questioning. They're the ones that hit the pause button, not Zelensky. Zelensky wants to drop the hammer. He understands he's on pressure. My point, when you look at this part of the world, um, you know, it's it's a wilderness of mirrors. You don't know who's paying what person. I, I keep saying this is get, they're all gangs. They're criminal gangs. The one thing I will note, the one fact you can point to, Putin does not go on national TV and essentially kind of grovel. Uh, that was a not a good performance. His paymasters in Beijing sit there. Remember, they, they give franchises. The, the mullahs in Persia got a franchise. The Pakistanis through a Khan got a franchise. Uh, the KGB have a franchise now. Uh, but they want the franchise to keep it all, you know, you run it the way you run it. But don't, you know, don't ever show weakness and don't ever show that you got a problem. That was a problem. I think you're in an era of a warlordism of you don't know what general is going to be. Uh, there, you don't know who's going to grab nuclear weapons. You don't know who's got cyber attack capabilities, who's got biotech. So I would just tell people all bets are off. The one thing you can tell, the Ukrainian spring offensive is a failure. And as Jack said, they didn't really, the last 48, 72 hours, Jack, you didn't see a bunch of combined arms, tank columns, and close air support and artillery driving fine. to the Donbass after, a, after when the Wagner group is supposed to the ones that held Bakhmut and those mercenaries and the prisoners, the prison gangs are the ones that are doing the, 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 the toughest fighting down there. Does, doesn't that strike you as odd that you didn't see Ukraine kind of drive towards uh, the eastern provinces, sir? Well, Steve, the, the most clear answer for that is simply that they don't potentially have the capacity to be able to do so because of their degradation in force due to that this uh, this street by street, really hard scrabble warfare in Bakhmut. Also, the dug in defenses of the Russians in Zaporizhia, in the Donbass region. Again, Steve, when you look at the actual map of the contact line 
on this, this, you know, even before the pause and the counteroffensive, they didn't even make it past the gray zone. They didn't even make it to the first line whatsoever. They were running into mines. They were running into artillery, guided artillery, drones, uh, kamikazes. They were not able to break out past that line, period. As as in Paz of Glory, they didn't make it through their own wire. Hang over a second because I want to I want to pivot here for a second. But Ben, you've got Ben Harnwell in Rome. You you, you are particularly interested in Tanya Tay's home country of Belarus and how close that is to Kiev, sir. Correct? Jack. Yeah. Well, I am. Um, the the border in kilometers is about seventy seven kilometers only from the the southernmost tip of Belarus down to the outskirts of Kiev. Um, and Okay, hold it. Room. Dude, dude. Hold Whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, dude, dude. You're on war room. We deal in miles here. Give me my, give me my, don't give me kilometers. Give me, give me clicks. Give me a mile. How far is that in miles? Was that 50 um, miles, 60 miles, 70, 60 miles? Basically, yeah. Basically, I, yeah. Um, I'm don't go, 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 don't go EU on me. Oh, well, you know, I, I have to do my distances now in kilometers, otherwise I'd, I'd quickly break the speed limit here in Italy. And obviously, I would never want to do that if any of the Carabinieri are listening. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be about 50 miles. If you think that on Saturday, the Progozhin uh, column, which he boasted was, was 50 kilometers in length, covered a distance around 250 um, miles. Uh, north from, from Rostov up, up to north before then pivoting um, uh, westwards uh, to Belarus by the end of the day. So it, it covered in about 10, 12 hours, 250 um, uh, miles. Um, so it's not going to take a great deal of time to come to, uh, as a lightning action, as a decapitation to come in from Belarus and just take care for exactly the same reason that the whole world was watching on Saturday, which was um, everyone said Putin is particularly vulnerable. Not not me, you or Jack, I have to say everyone as in the rest of the, the world that doesn't know what he's talking about, said that the, the particular reason Putin is in difficulty is that it's very likely defended. Uh, you know, they've basically got ordinary civilians in, in uniform there. All the serious troops are down fighting in um, in Ukraine, leaving yeah. the capital vulnerable. It's the same thing now, Steve, in reverse. Yeah. Okay. Hang on, we're going to go. Uh, the Vatican's paid a visit to Tyler, Texas. We're going to find out what that is about. Also, we're going to go to Montana. The ATF is coming for your records if you're a gun owner. And the IRS. All next in the world. Let's take down the CCP. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying, gold. Follow their lead. 
text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today. Uh, written, you, 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 the purpose of your life, your website, your books, is about the American version of the Judeo-Christian ethos. As you look back over 2021, is that American ethos what has really built this country? Has that been on, on, on full display among the leadership of our, our nation? I mean, th- th- we started the show today kind of showing the chaos, and we're going to show more of it today. But what is your, what's, your, what's your assessment as you look back over 2021 of where we stand as a country? Unfortunately, many of our leaders don't even know what this Judeo-Christian ethos is. They think it has to do with going to, to church The Judeo-Christian ethos has to do with a set of principles that are illustrated in the Bible, and they have a divine imprint, but they have to do with the essential need for liberty and local control, where the people determine the destiny, not a king and not a a statist government. Uh, boy, he knew uh, about the grassroots power, the uh, American Judeo-Christian ethos, and he was a, a man of great wisdom that could explain it and make it very accessible to people and was a uh, major contributor for us for the first couple of years of the show uh, until he came down with cancer, passed away over the weekend. As we have more information, we will update everybody. But the book, Pushback, was just a, uh, a seminal work in uh, in the MAGA movement. Uh Talk about the Judeo-Christian West, because this is a spiritual war at the end of it. We've got a lot of different aspects. We're getting back into Russia. we got Matt Rosedale coming on about Montana, this gun situation out there. You've got uh, impeachment and now more revelations uh, from the laptop from hell. So we're going to get into all that. But I've got to go. Ben Harnwell, uh, tell me about the Vatican sent a team out to Tyler, Texas. Now, why? tell me what that means, sir. Um, well, see, this is the, the big news that everyone's talking about in Rome right now. Bishop Joseph Strickland, who's 64, he was being Bishop of Tyler in eastern Texas for, um, for about 12 years. Um, he has just undergone a visitation, an apostolic visitation. It's been led by two American bishops, one retired bishop um, and another still um, in his role. Um, and they've been mandated by the Vatican to come in a visitation. It, it, it's, the Catholic, it's the Vatican's method of maintaining an ecclesiastical control on dioceses, which are supposed to have a relatively uh, hands-free approach in in how they manage affairs internally. Now, what's particularly of interest here, and I know Posso is going to add some of his own insights um, shortly, is that Bishop Strickland has been um, quite public in some of his um, orthodox statements um, specifically with, with regards to a Eucharistic procession um, outside the Dodgers match um, about 10 days ago. What people are saying, Steve, and this is the interesting thing, um, priests speaking anonymously to the press have said, oh, no, no, this is, this is nothing to do with Bishop Strickland's 
political statement. It's all about uh, how he's been uh, administ- administrating administrating um, the, the diocese internally. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's no there's no yeah. uh, element here. We're kind of we're, purge. We're, we're, we're from. We're from the government, and we're only here to help. Jack Posobiec, uh, you were out there. We've also got John Yep is going to join us, and Dr. Taylor Marshall. I think it's, uh, you know, there are no coincidences. He's with you at Chavez Ravine in front of Dodger Stadium uh, trying to stop this perversion, and the, which the archdiocese of Los Angeles will not touch. Uh, they're going to dialogue with these perverts uh, and groomers. Bishop Strickland's having none of it. Next thing you know, the Vatican's out with a uh, with a team to talk to the priest about how he's running uh, how he's running his diocese. Jack Posobiec. Look, Steve, um, I, I was one of the thousands who were there, and yes, Bishop Strickland did lead that event along with. And if you see that photo of him leading the march with his rosary, you can see a a vessel, a relic that's being uh, carried along next to him. That's actually a relic of. Saint Pope John Paul II and a a piece of his actual I think it's a bone carving actually from his uh, from his skeleton that's actually being carried. So John Paul II was with Bishop Strickland leading that march there in Chavez Ravine. You saw the thousands of people. The LA Times said it had to be two thousand. That means we know that it was at least double this apostolic visitation, which has been led. So they tapped uh, two bishops. One's a retired bishop out of Tucson, the other ones out of Camden. They flew in. Basically, Strick, the story that I'm told is that Strickland gets back from that march, and essentially he's got a couple of guys waiting for him. We're here from the Vatican, and we're here to talk about your record-keeping. Now, look, we're, 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 this is the war room, all right? This is, this is the 301 level, not the 101 level. We know this isn't about bookkeeping. <laughs> we know this isn't about, you know, checking your time cards, okay? This is because he's been willing to go out there and talk about, number one, the, the threats to yeah. the faithful from these organizations. Number two, his standing up for the Latin mass. And number three, the fact that he has been vocal about the attempted changes by the Vatican to uh, numerous uh, long-term traditional held doctrine, doctrinal beliefs of the Catholic Church, like the death penalty, like these synods, like many, many other, a lot of the social issues, many, many things that they are trying to push down through Pope Francis's uh, administration, through his papacy. And so because Strickland has stood up for, not again, not for himself, but for the traditional teachings of the church and been willing to engage in events like this, where he held not only, not only did he pray a prayer of exorcism, but Steve, and you were asking me before, everyone asked me, where's Antifa? Where are the sisters of perpetual insanity? Why haven't they come? Why are there no attacks on you guys? We saw up in Portland over the weekend, there was a mass, you know, big uh, dust up between the left and the right and all these other groups. They said, why wasn't it? Bishop Strickland prayed a prayer of protection over that march, and Steve, not a single one of the protesters crossed the line to even confront us. It's the only time that's ever happened at any event I've ever been at. Jack, thank you for changing your schedule around today to join us. Where do people follow you, particularly everything happening on Russia right now? Uh, Poso is the, uh, is, is the source to go to. Where do people get you? 
That's right. So we're going to be up at 2 p.m. Uh, here on Real America's Voice. Also, Rumble on uh, podcast. If anybody misses it, we're going to have Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, who's going to go in through the tactical picture. I'm going to come on with my sources and analysis on Prigozhin. And then we've also got uh, Richard Barris is going to give us an update on what's going on in these early vote states. Jack Posobiec, thank you. See you at 2 o'clock. Uh, must-see show. Charlie Kirk follows us for two hours, then Poso at 2. It's a, it's a block of populist nationalism. 301 level. Thank you, brother. 301. Let's say graduate school. Pray for Bishop Strickland. Pray for Bishop Strickland today. Yes. Um, brother, yep. You're Catholics for Catholics. You initiated this march. Tell me what's going on. Is it is it a random event that Bishop Strickland is actually the leader? And, and remember, the Archdiocese, the guys in charge just want to dialogue. They, they basically want to play patty cake and, 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 and deal with these perverts that, that mock Christ, mock the death of Christ up in your face and are focused on, uh, you know, children. Bishop Strickland's having none of it. Is it a random event that the Vatican has some guys waiting for him to consult or to, to do a review of how he's running his diocese, sir? There are no conspiracies, but there are no coincidences, right? Let's talk about who actually showed up to his door, those two bishops. You alluded to these, these perverts. Literally, Bishop Gerald Kincanis, uh was, was made bishop by Cardinal Bernardine of Chicago. A 2012 report by the Archdiocese itself in Chicago showed – that Bishop Kincanis covered up for Daniel McCormick, a serial sexual um, predator, and others. And this is the guy. It's like, you know, you're just doing your thing, and then all of a sudden you open the door and you have a, a, a basically what most people believe was the guy who covered up for sexual predators coming to your door and say, I want to check your records. It's insane, right? And um, there were three questions that were asked of him primarily at the uh, – this is um, right from the, or the diocese – uh, that were asked of him during that the, that series of meetings. Number one was, of course, the finances, which he's smoking. He's doing amazing with the grace of God. Number two was the vocations, a typical metric for diocese, like how many young men he got joined in the priesthood. He's got 21 men in a diocese of 55,000, which statistically is just freaking awesome, right? Third question they brought up. Well, you know, uh, Bishop Strickland, we think that you are, you know, being imprudent. They use words uh, uh, to that effect in, in regards to social media, different things you've, you've said. Bishop Strickland's comment, his reply was this. He says, is it imprudent for me not to speak the truth? He's, he's just doing what a bishop does. Catholics for Catholics. We get behind people who are just actually Catholic. A bishop, just being a bishop, right? They are redefining who we are as a country and redefining who we are as, as, as a Catholic and then trying to kick us out and saying we're the crazy one. Not true. What Strickland did in at Dodger Stadium shows you courage is contagious. What Bishop it's Strickland contagious. did, he knew he was going to put him on the chopping block because the cowards that run the archdiocese want a dialogue. He said, well, we, we want a dialogue with the, with the perverts. Do you think we should dialogue? Yep. We do not dialogue with perverts. We, 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 we just keep pressing ahead. There, there's a moment for that, and this is not it. We, and also, pat yourself on the back, everybody, America. I mean, we are over the target. What we did with God's help in L.A. Dodger Stadium with a team of, of, of united uh, people from all different faiths, that's having an effect. And they, they don't realize, the Vatican doesn't realize, this may seem like as a, as a punishment to us and a slap in the face. This will just send our 
poll numbers up similar to the way that it's done for Donald Trump when they've gone after him for unjust reasons. People want to understand why this is happening to the Catholic Church. I think you got Taylor Marshall coming on next. His book, Infiltration. It's like the United States. We've been infiltrated. Yeah. Our church has been infiltrated, but we cannot leave. And you've got heroes like Strickland, and they're trying to break. As Liz Yor tells me from Chicago, it's a struggle session. It's just like the Marx, just like Mao. This is a struggle session for Bishop Strickland by the Vatican. Short break, and we're Matt Rosendale win. from Montana, Dr. Taylor Marshall. We are going to win. You stick around, yep. You're not going anywhere. Short break. Back in a moment. Here's something most Americans have not heard about. The USDA recently revealed that fully one-third of the crops planted last season won't be harvested this season. Thanks to severe droughts and fertilizer shortages, the crops did not stand a chance. What does this mean? Food shortages and higher grocery prices ahead. That's why now is the time to stock up on emergency food from MyPatriotSupply.com, the nation's largest preparedness company. To help you prepare for what's coming, they're offering a new lower price on their popular four-week emergency food kit. This kit will give you peace of mind when the food shortages hit, as surely they will. It has breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, snacks, over 2,000 calories a day to help keep you going strong. And it's delicious. Your whole family will love it. Best of all, it costs less than $3 a meal. You'll laugh at grocery store prices when you have this kit. To get this special low price, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. You get free shipping, so don't delay. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, MyPatriotSupply.com. Action, action, action. Forward to the IRS story as promised, because we touched on it, but I want to get more details. The headline, 20 heavily armed IRS and ATF agents raid Great Falls, Montana gun store. Seize, seize, firearm purchase records. Tell us what you know. So uh, Tom Van Hoos has been uh, harassed by the government for the past two years. What changed two years ago? Well, uh, Joe Biden moved into the White House. And uh, so he's he's had visits and he's been harassed by Ed and Karen. He's been harassed by OSHA, the Department of Homeland Mm -hmm. Security, the FBI. And then this past week on Wednesday last week, he was raided at his business when he opened his business. And that was by um, the IRS and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. So uh, that was just last week. What they took was um, the records of the people who bought guns. So um, I- anybody who bought, purchased a gun okay. at his establishment. <clears throat> this is, uh, this is uh, Jim, the great Jim Hoff uh, explained that. Uh, I want to connect dots here before I bring in Matt Rosendale, that this is all of a piece. What Rabbi Sparrow had dedicated his life to was to explain the American Jude- the American version of the Judeo-Christian spirit. This American ethos was not a top-down. It was a bottom-up. It's what made us unique, that the, this fight for liberty and the, and, the, and the fight for self-reliance or the, was predicated upon self-reliance. But your own personal self-determination, the self-determination, the sovereignty of this nation was based upon the little guy. The little guy that understood the great spiritual war that we were in. That, that's what, that's what con- connects uh, Rabbi Sparrow in his teachings to uh, and the reason we would have him on as often as we could have him on. The reason we recommend that book. It, what connects 
Chavez Ravine and Dodger Stadium. Remember, that was 5,000 people. They were 80 or 90 percent Hispanic, working class. Over 50 percent of those were men who were not who are not prepared to have this perversion forced down their throats, and particularly their children's throats. Uh, then, and Bishop Strickland, who led that. This is what populism is about. This is what uh, this is what uh, liberty is about. That people that are standing up and not going to have this and not going to have this this radical transformation of this nation, they're not prepared to do it. Another aspect up is in Montana. Let's go to to Matt Rosendale. Congressman Rosendale, I think people have a hard time. Uh, the gun store was raided and and by armed IRS agents and ATF, and they took. Exactly. Uh, the records so that so that they have the citizens of the great state of Montana, one of the the great uh, redoubts of patriotism in this nation. They have their records. Explain to us exactly what's going on. This is a major problem, Steve. And thank you for having me on here. Uh, they sent 20 armed IRS agents and only one ATF agent. And uh, the, the store owner, Tom Van Hoos, I, I stopped by the store two days after the raid and asked him what was going on, see if I could help out. And he said, actually, the ATF agent was the one who was the uh, most polite and professional of the group. Uh, while the IRS agents didn't destroy anything, he said they combed through all of his records. And what they took were records that, first of all, have no financial information on them whatsoever. And by the law, they are not supposed to take anyway. And this is the crux of the problem that we face in America right now. We have a lot of these alphabet agencies doing things that they are not authorized to do, and they're going around the statute. They're using rules that have been imposed by the Biden administration, and they're having a complete disregard for the statute. And, and so people are losing confidence in the institutions. So what they confiscated were Cases, about 12 cases of what they call the 4473 forms. Okay, the IRS took the 4473 forms that have no financial information on them whatsoever. Basically, they're a bunch of personal information that you fill out when you're purchasing a firearm to declare that you're not a violent criminal, that you're not a felon. And, and, and here again lies another problem. Once you fill that out and you go through what's called the NICS system, that information should be gone, purged. And, and it is the kind of collection of data that gun rights to a people like myself and like yourself and like many folks across the country and certainly across the state of Montana have said we shouldn't have that information just lying around and available for these federal agencies to start creating some kind of a database. They collected these cases. There were 13,000 4473 forms uh, contained within them that now the IRS has. Who knows what they're doing with them? I have to expect that they're uh, that they're copying that information, that they're creating their database so that they can start cross-referencing this information with whatever else information that they have. And I'm sorry, but conservatives across the country have been targeted. This is not theoretical. As you say, there's not conspiracy theories. There's conspiracies. And we have been targeted. And to, for the IRS to confiscate this information and to retain it, I'm working with the attorney general right now to make sure that we can get it returned to its rightful place. And then what we're doing legislatively, just so everyone knows that, that, that those of us are, that are in a position to do something aren't asleep at the wheel, we're looking at 
defunding the aspects of the IRS that gives them the ability to be weaponized. They are a, a financial institution. They are the collection agency for the federal government. They do not need to be armed, and certainly not with ARs. And the other thing that we're looking at is to go back to the statute that was created so that these 4473s uh, are filled out and make sure that the ATF rule, which, which mandates that this information is retained by the gun stores, as long as that store is open and in operation, that we have to limit the amount of time that they're required to retain that. I'm trying to work with law enforcement right now to figure out how far back that we can reduce that down. Can it be six months? Can it be one month? Can it be a year? Whatever, to make sure that, that we do not leave that information lying around so that it's subject to out-of-control, <laughs> zealot agencies picking it up. Is this, is this gun owner, 20 up-armored with ARs, IRS agents, essentially kicked down the door or, or came in? Is that to intimidate him or send a message to the folks, the, the good citizens of Montana, that they're in charge and the citizens of Montana are not? I mean, why would you send 20 up-armored IRS agents with, with ARs into a gun store? Is it to intimidate the gun store owners? Is it to intimidate the folks in Montana? Is it to tell them that we're in charge and you're not? That's exactly what it is for. While they didn't kick the door down, as soon as he arrived at his business at 7 a.m., they came in, they stood at the door, they refused to let any other customers in. They basically closed the store down for the day. As he's standing there, the cost, it's not just to intimidate him. These are, these are Soviet-style tactics, Steve. You know that. That is not just to intimidate the store owner. That's to intimidate the customers that would otherwise be coming there. Keep in mind, this guy didn't just have the, the uh, firearm sales. He had a shooting range there with six lanes that law enforcement came to regularly to make sure that they uh, were able to retain their practice and, and keep up on, on their training too. So there was a lot going on in this store. It's not just about intimidating the, the gentleman that owns the store. It is about intimidating the general public too. Do not dare to cross the IRS. Do not dare to well, cross the ATF. So you're, you're, look, you're one of the, the leaders. You were one of the leaders of the Magnificent Six. Uh, I know maybe you don't have the greatest working relationship with leadership, but what is happening here? I mean, the, the, the IRS head should be called in immediately, keel-hauled in front of the nation for doing this. What action is happening right now, Congressman? The IRS head is not being uh, brought in for this. Uh, the weaponization of the government uh, uh, select committee has been created by the 118th Congress. We do have that in place. And, and Jim Jordan has been pursuing some of this. The biggest problem that I see right now, again, is that Congress exposes, Congress investigates, but the Department of Justice are the ones that are supposed to charge and prosecute. And we have a failure at the Department of Justice, and we have had a failure at the Department of Justice for many years now because they are so uh, corrupted and, and the, the prosecution and the charges are not taking place. And this is what is frustrating the American people. You've got the, the, the fox watching the hen house, literally, because they are, are, are where a lot of this corruption lies and the likelihood of them charging and prosecuting themselves is, is zero. Yeah. 
This is where we need whistleblowers. We've got a couple of IRS whistleblowers. We're going to get into that in a little later in the show, exposing damning information about Biden and the entire crime family. Uh, but this is why we need whistleblowers in the, in the IRS to come forward now about this raid. This is unacceptable. Congressman, how do people follow you on social media? I know you're on top of this, uh, and this is an outrage, not just to the folks in Montana, but to citizens throughout this country. This is the jackbooted administrative state and their radical arm, the deep state, uh, trying to intimidate American, hardworking, patriotic American citizens. Uh, and we're going to make sure it doesn't happen. So where do people get to? How do they track you? Look, join me. Do not let the federal government silence you. Do not consent. At Rep. Rosendale. At Rep. Rosendale. All my social media platforms, that's all you have to go to. Uh, join us. Make sure that we fight back against the, the uh, alphabet agencies and the uh, growing federal government. Congressman Rosendale, thank you for taking time to do this today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Steve. Thanks. Dr. Taylor Marshall, help us uh, help us put Tyler, Texas in perspective. Tyler, Texas ties directly to Chavez Ravine and directly to the 5000 working class Hispanics who came out, uh, half of them men to say we're not going to take we don't care what the archdiocese says. We're not dialoguing with these perverts. We're not going to dialogue with these groomers. We're not going to support the Dodgers. Next thing you know, they're dropping the hammer on Bishop Strickland, one of the holiest men in this nation. Your thoughts? Yes, the Pope has ordered an apostolic visitation to Tyler, Texas, which is just next door to me in Texas. And I know Bishop Strickland. He's a friend of mine. He's a very good man. And he's the most controversial bishop in the United States because he is the most vocal. And I think something important for us to realize is that Pope Francis and Joe Biden are buddies. If you understand that fact, a lot of what goes on in the Catholic Church in America and in the world is going to make sense. Bishop Strickland is really the only American bishop who has called for, for example, Nancy Pelosi, who claims to be a Catholic, not to receive communion. Bishop Strickland was the one bishop with maybe a few weighing in slightly, but he was the one articulate bishop who was against the COVID vaccine mandates. He's been vocal on a number of political topics, and just lately, the LGBT agenda with the Dodgers and the so-called Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which is a trans group that dresses up like Catholic nuns. So part of this story is that Bishop Strickland is not just a thorn in the side to liberal, modernist, infiltrator Catholics. Bishop Strickland is a thorn in the side to the American woke agenda and the political agenda of the Democratic Party and of Joe Biden. And I think this investigation is not just deep church. This investigation, I think, is involved with the deep state as well. I tell you what, we're going to take a short commercial break. Dr. Marshall, if you can hang on and John, yep, I can hang on. I'm going to drill down on this a little more. We're also going to talk about explosive uh, testimony from whistleblowers over the weekend. People even like Ted Cruz are saying we should begin the impeachment process now on Joe Biden. The evidence is there as Garrett Ziegler in the war room has presented many times coming out of the laptop from hell in the uh, in what the IRS agents were told to stand down about the administrative state, the deep state, all of it from the Vatican to Washington, D.C., from the IRS to the apostolic visitation all next in the war room. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. 
Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, Hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up. End quote. Now that's the Field of Greens better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy... If you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise. I'm Steve Stern, CEO of flagshirt.com, a third-generation, veteran-owned small business. I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit flagshirt.com. Help keep the American dream alive. Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. Okay, uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall, when you say the Catholic Church has been infiltrated, give me a minute or two on that. What do you mean? Well, you know, just as in the time of our Lord Jesus Christ, one of the 12, Judas Iscariot, was an infiltrator, and in that principle, Satan's plan to work on the inside of the church, within the sheepfold, has been going on for 2,000 years, and it's really what's going on with Bishop Strickland right now, and I, I wrote a book called Infiltration, which traces in the last 200 years the way that those who are humanist, atheists, have infiltrated the church in seminaries, monasteries, and of course, the pastors and the bishops. And I think this situation with Bishop Strickland is just a just a key moment in our time as a, as a nation in the Catholic Church and in Christianity at large. And I encourage people to check out that book, Infiltration. It's a number one bestseller. And I think it gives a good background and a history of how we've gotten to this point where someone is good and as wholesome and as holy and articulate as Bishop Strickland is actually on the chopping block under an investigation ordered by the Pope and with two bishops in his diocese right now asking him questions um, and, and asking questions who is best to replace him and so that he can be removed. And radical abortionists, or people that push abortion agenda, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden are held up as uh, as model Catholics by, uh, by the Vatican, right? Invite to the Vatican communion in the yep. Vatican, all that. Dr. Marshall, uh, thank you for coming on today. Where, how do people get to you? Where do they get to you on social media? Uh, you can get me at uh, Twitter, Taylor R. Marshall, or you can go to YouTube. I have run a big uh, channel there on YouTube, and you can check it out there. It's Dr. Taylor Marshall on YouTube. Dr. Marshall, thank you today for rearranging your schedule and joining us. Appreciate it.
The struggle session goes on. John, yeah, Border Catholics for Catholics. You you had this massive rally and stood down uh, the Dodgers in Chavez Ravine. You stood down uh, the uh, the Catholic hierarchy out there. What's next for uh, for this uh, for your group regarding Bishop Strickland? We saw this coming months ago. Uh, so the thing is a surprise to us that they're, they're wrong. They're mistaken. We, we have plans, uh, which we're going to uh, be talking about this week. Uh, there's different talks about a rally or different elements and we're going to, but here's the point, whatever we do is obviously going to be done in faith, but also very smart and strategic. This is our church. We believe it. Yes. Holy father, we respect your office. We love you, but what's going on right now is not right. And you have awakened a sleeping giant, the census fidelium who will always respect you, but we will not compromise or dialogue when we know a bishop who has simply stood up for the truth or in the words of the two people that you sent yourself, you called, you said they was being imprudent. He's how could we not speak up for the truth? So we stand with Bishop Strickland in the ways that we can. And we, you'll hear more this week. You can go to our, our website, the letter C F O R C.com for the latest updates on what the plan of action is going to be. We're working with other Catholic groups as a team effort. Uh, and, and, or you can follow me on Twitter at USA. Yep. John. Yep. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Uh, look forward to what the action is and we'll come back to you when you guys uh, pull the trigger on something. Thank you, Steve. Uh, ben Harnwell in Rome. Tell me what they, they said, but what the leaks, what are the leaks, what are the leaks saying about what their real intention is with, uh, with Tyler, Texas? Yeah, if, if you believe the um, these uh, is clearly uh, fraudulent um, reassurances, um, not to not to frighten the horses. The 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 leaked uh, comments were that they this wasn't a, 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 an inquiry, um, an investigation into Bishop um, Strickland's political statements or his activities. Um, promoting the old mass and uh, the traditional family or any of that. This was simply into his management, the administration of the diocese. Um, so, you know, faithful Catholics. And indeed, of course, our, our, but he's but but, but, but he's been from, from the vaccine, from the va- from the from the vaccine, from the vaccine mandate to being up in the grill of uh, Biden, these guys, Pelosi. All of them. I mean, he's been more than a thorn in the side. He's really been the leader of conservative Catholics, traditional Catholics in this country. And Pelosi doesn't like it. Biden doesn't like it. Uh, and of course, they're uh, I won't say their buddy, but their their compadre, uh, Francis, in the regime at the, at uh, in the Vatican. They don't like it either. Right. They don't like dissent. They don't like uh, anybody that goes against their narrative. And what they had, you had one brave man. You had these Hispanics, you had John Yep, you had Posobiec, you had these traditional Catholics that rallied. But you had one senior uh, cleric in the United States of America, one, count them, one. He said, I'm going to get on a plane, I'm going to go out there because this is outrageous. The, the mockery uh, of the passion of the Christ, the mockery of the, of, the, of the last hours of Jesus Christ on the cross, and these people make a mockery of it. In, in the in the in the in the pencil neck wimp, um, uh, you know, car, people that run the archdiocese, the largest, most powerful, and wealthiest archdiocese in this nation, Los Angeles, uh, are going to sit there and say we're going to dialogue with this Strickland. There's no doubt, no, there's nothing to dialogue about. There's nothing to talk about. It's either 
good or evil, and this is evil. And, and, and Strickland is the type. That's why courage is contagious. That's what the visitation is about. They're trying to send a signal. Just like the IRS is up there up-armored in that gun shop up in Montana, this is exactly what they're doing in Tyler. This is the central apparatus, the administrative apparatus of these institutions. They're going to show you who's in charge, Ben Harnwell. 100% correct, Steve. Look, the thing about Pope Francis um, Bergoglio, Jorge Maria Bergoglio, is that he hates the Catholic faith, and he hates, more than that, he hates the traditional Catholic faith, um, he hates people who hold that faith, that is to say, traditional Catholics. Um, and I would say that all Catholics of goodwill, um, who have either a serious or sentimental affection for the old faith, should think about where they're giving their money on Sunday morning when the collection plate comes round, some of which goes back to the Vatican. Because the man whom Catholics fundamentally hold at the apex of, of, of the church on earth hates them, has contempt for them and their values and their beliefs. Hang on one second, Ben. We're going to hold you in the next hour. Um, we're going to pivot and get into more of the from the sublime to the less sublime. Also, remember, this is why the FBI started the report down in Richmond, Virginia, my my parents' parish, Tridentine uh, Wright, about that is a breeding ground for domestic terrorism. It's all of a piece. All of a piece here in the world. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.